Good morning, welcome back to Nach Yomi. Today we are covering the second parak in Sefer Shoftim. This parak has the title, The Cycle of Shoftim. It is one of the most unusual prokim to introduce any Sefer in all of Nach. For the simple reason is, we're going to hear now the schema. In a certain sense, the structure of most of the Sefer is going to be laid out in this introductory parak, which is just remarkable. This is going to, there's going to be a certain cycle which follows through all of Sefer Shoftim. This parak is broken up into three parts. The first section is a section which deals with an arrival of a Malach, some sort of specter. Some of the Mephoshim say it might have been a Navi, maybe Pinchas, or another Navi, or it might have been a real angel who arrives and gives the Jews the following, the Israelites the following news. He really sort of he said, turns to Israel and he says, you know, Hashem took you out of Egypt, He brought you to this, to this country and gave you a covenant, and that you should not integrate, you should not assimilate into the people around, around you. And you didn't listen. You didn't listen. What are you doing? And, uh, and, uh, and the, the Hashem, the, uh, this angel or this, this prophet reminds them that, as I told you, if you let them live, they're going to create problems. And um, after this entire speech, everybody is moved, everybody cries, and, they, uh, and they, 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 they have, there's a transformation which happens, and they call this place, the, the place that he arrives, um, Bochim, crying, based on the fact that, that they, he brought them to such an emotional crying. Incidentally, the place that he actually takes them to is a place called Gilgal, which is actually should ring a bell because this is the place where Yahshua encamped when he first entered the land of Israel before attacking Jericho, once upon him crossing the Jordan River. So this is actually a very interesting. It's almost like a restart to a place, but this time it's, it's, uh, it has to be through crying because obviously they're not living up to what has happened up till now. That's the first section of this chapter. The next section, the middle section, is interestingly enough, it's almost a carbon copy of the end of Sefer Yoshua. It describes Yoshua's death, how Yoshua told everybody to, uh, to, to, to conquer the land, sent them all to their, their places, how Yoshua grew old, and everybody who served God, from the, uh, served Hashem during the life of Yoshua, and after his life, and during the life of the Zakanim, the elders who lived after Yoshua and where he was buried, and everybody served a God. That's it's almost as if it's a carbon copy of the end part of Sefer Shoftim. Sefer Yoshua, and we have to wonder to ourselves why it needs to be repeated here, with one or two small differences. And then finally is the cycle itself. What Hashem lays out is he describes, the, the prophet describes what is about to happen. And he has the framework. Essentially, there are four stages, the way I'm, we're going to develop it and think about it now. Stage number one is Israel's going to do bad. So the way the Malbim describes it is there's, a, there's a, unfortunately a devolution which is going on. They start incidentally doing bad things, then it becomes, then they, they, then they leave God, they, they start serving Avodah Zarah, then they leave God all completely, in the, and, and they, and, um, and they, uh, they, they get into a very de- decrepit spiritual st- state. That's step number one. Step number two is the repercussion. God's going to get angry with Israel and he's going to bring the enemies around them and those enemies are going to pester them and then going to brutalize them and then going to take them into exile to, of certain to, to exile within their land. And uh, so this is the second, the second step. There's what they do. Hashem's response. That's stage number two. Stage number three is Hashem says, Hashem Hashem's going to establish these Shoftim. That's why this book is called Shoftim. These judges who are going to save them from their antagonizers. That's stage number three. However, stage number four is, is that the Shoftim are not going to be successful 
and they're, they're going to actually, you know, the people are going to revert back to stage one of this cycle, which is to sin once again. And um, this is really essentially without the specifics is the essential model of what all of Sefer Shoftim is going to be till Perik Yud Gimel when we start, you know, or sorry, after, after, till Perik Yud Zayin when we start dealing with the Pesel Mecha and Pelegesh Begiv, which are two separate stories, but really this is the model in different ways throughout all of Sefer Shoftim. Two points to ponder on this Perik. Number one is, why is that we needed that, that, that section of Sefer Yoshua's closing, Yoshua's death, placed in the middle of this Perik? Remember, there's three sections. There's the angel talking about they're about about them, um, their spiritual reform. They cry and they close place by him. Then there's the the the, re, the repetition of Yeshua's last days, and then back to the cycle of the cycle of Shoftim, which is going to ensue. Why do we need the, the Yeshua part in the in the middle? So um, interesting. The Radak says is because it's creating contrast, meaning to say, look how good it really really was, and it's sort of let's copy and paste how good it really was and then talk about how bad it's going to be. So this is to create contrast to see how far they have come from that generation. Um, moreover, if we just um, it, it also breaks up the, the two parts of the parak, which is important for us, meaning if they'd just been told by the Malach that they should really reform themselves and they cried and they said yes, and then the next moment they're sinning again, it really is unfortunately looks even worse. So this is placed there almost as a you know a, a break where we don't feel like it's it's going from bad to worse. Um, last thing to just to consider over here is um, is if you look at the Psukim very carefully for those who, who look at the text every day and to to see it, it's very interesting to note, this is a question we're gonna have to think to ourselves about is um, um, is that when is it that the that the cycle reverts back to stage one? When is it that the bad that Israel carry on sinning? Is it during the life of the shofet, or is it after the shofet dies? If you look at the pesukim, there's actually two contradictory verses. In pasuk Yud Zayin, it sounds like it's during the life of the shofet, and in pasuk Yud Tes, it sounds like it's only after he dies that people revert back to their original um, de- de- depraved state. So um, the the Malbim says it all depends. We're going to see as we go through Sefer Shoftim. This is with us. We end the introduction. We're going to see through that so safer shoftim, and there are different types of shoftim. There were the, the, the greater and stronger shoftim, the earlier ones, Osniel, Ehud, Devorah, Barak, you know, Gidon. We're going to see the stronger ones, and we're going to see the lower ones. We're going to see the Avimelechs, we're going to see the Yiftachs, the Shimshons. We're going to see the, as, as it devolves, and it's going to be different in each case as to how quick the snapback was to the reverted state. Of course, what all this entire cycle underlines is one thing, and that is one of the biggest problems that we have to deal with over here is continuity. If there was just continuity, maybe this could be averted. This this gives us food for thought as we dive straight in to our first show fate tomorrow. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.